Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah! Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the national emergency of gun violence in America. I'm Mary Ellen Novak. And I'm Ty Kersley. Hi, Ty. Hi. It says right here, I'm thrilled to be hosting you with you this week's show. <laughs> you are thrilled. It was so much harder hosting by myself and looking at Reggie, who does not respond. <laughs> uh, tonight we're focusing... I respond. <laughs> yes. And someone laughs at what I'm saying. That's much Keep going. better. Post-traumatic stress disorder is what we're talking about this week. And one of the reasons is we... Um, kind of commemorated PTSD uh, uh, a few weeks ago because there was a PTSD day. We'll talk about that. But it's mostly about the suicide um, among veterans that are suffering from PTSD. So that's what we're talking about tonight, um, which is a serious issue. And uh, it's also involved in our in memoriam. And then also, in particular, we're talking about self-inflicted gunshot wounds Correct. With, no. connected with suicide because it's such a complex issue. But our focus tonight is just going to be on the gunshot, gun, gun shootings. Uh, before we dive into the show, uh, I'm going to encourage everyone to be a WBAI buddy. Yes. Um, you've done so, the show. You know what a WBAI buddy is. I know what a WBAI buddy, buddy is. Okay. It's uh, someone who keeps your unique volunteer-run radio show going by signing up to give every month. I'm actually a WBAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. So if you're interested in doing this, and we really encourage you, and please, please, please do, uh, go to WBAI.org or call 516-620-3602 and become a buddy in the name of Radio Gag. A $25 or more donation will get you a set of gag pins, and these are glorious. They're amazing, <laughs> and Ty is sporting one right now. With my pastel. <laughs> so once again, just go to WBAI.org or call 516-620-3602 to become a buddy in the name of Radio Gag. So we always start our meetings with an in-memoriam to remind us of why we do this work. And tonight we honor a veteran who passed away as a result of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Paul Shipping was a 63-year-old Navy veteran who ended his life in his parked car at the Durham Veteran Affairs Medical Center in North Carolina after the VA's recent decision to deny him full disability benefits. Shooping drove to the VA in Durham on February 15th and had shot himself with an old family 22 caliber rifle. He was discovered in the parking garage six days later. A representative of the Triangle Veterans Outreach Center helped Shooping find the red tape and, uh, excuse me, fight the red tape and the VA for partial disability benefits, which took two years to obtain. The VA had recently decided, however, to deny Shipping full benefits. The center's representative reflected that Paul's biggest concern when he came in was financial. I really think he was trying to send a message for all veterans who are crying out for help. Dr. Terry Morris, the founder of the nonprofit Vets to Vets, uh, which matches military veterans with service dogs, became friends with Paul after pairing him with a service dog. I was devastated. We were all devastated when, he, when we heard what happened, Morris told the news. He seemed like he was thriving, and certain events happened recently that kind of took him in a downward spiral. The loss of one veteran by suicide is one loss too many. Shubing volunteered many hours at the animal therapy program and was well-known and beloved by Durham VA staff. The VA Crisis Line for Veterans with Suicidal Thoughts receives over 200,000 calls a year, and it is estimated that 20 veterans commit suicide each day in the U.S., 
Paul's brother, Donald, reflected, veterans find themselves disabled and lose whatever they have for care and end up fighting, fighting the government for the years to get the benefits. I believe Paul to bring the light to the situation that so many veterans are in to get their rightful benefits. That is um, an amazing story and uh, an in memoriam. Thank you, Ty. And uh, I actually did the research for uh, the placards for the PTSD Awareness Day we're going to talk about in a minute. And Paul's story really just uh, resonated tremendously with me because of his uh, cry for help in such a dramatic and desperate way. And this isn't the first uh, in memoriam we've done where someone has killed themselves in front of a, uh, a VA a as VA well. Hospital. Right, exactly. And yes, and we're, we're, I'm really happy we're doing this show because we're going to share shire, shine the spotlight on such a tragic issue that not many people know about. And the one uh, note that you had uh, said in here was that 20 veterans die every single day by suicide, Correct. self-inflicted gunshot wounds. So... Uh, we're going to talk about that more in depth. So, again, thank you so much for the memoriam. Uh, turning to the news now, um, Virginia Beach update. Last Tuesday, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam called for a special session of the Virginia State Legislature. This was to address the need for gun regulation after the brutal murders of 12 municipal workers in downtown Virginia Beach. In what can be seen as a, as a cynical display of disregard for the well-being of many uh, people within Virginia, the Republican Senate Majority Leader, excuse me, <clears throat> Thomas Norman Jr. and Kirk Cox, the Repu Republican Speaker for the House, cut off the session after only 90 minutes, calling the session, going to look at this, just an election year stunt. The Republicans punted on gun safety regulations by calling for an investigation of the killings by the Virginia State Crime Commission, but the report is due November 12th, a week after elections are held. I just wanted to make a note that you're listening to WBAI uh, Radio Gag. Uh, in national news, the Trace detailed multiple investigations of the NRA. The National Rifle Association is caught up in a rapidly expanding tangle of investigations, at least eight uh, four Senate investigations, two House investigations, and investigations by New York State and District of Columbia's Attorney General Office. The, they were launched this year alone. Uh, investi investigators in the House, Senate, New York State, and D.C. are scrutinizing the gun group's nonprofit status following alleged financial misconduct exposed by the trace. While other probes have their sights on the NRA's ties to Kremlin-linked Russians and to Donald Trump's presidential campaign, as well as several potential campaign finance violations. And here in New York, the New York Times reports that four officers died by suicide in three weeks in June 2019. This number represents a spike in suicide for police officers. John Violante, expert with SUNY Buffalo, said the bottled up stress of the life and police work combined with constant access to guns makes it easy for officers to act on a suicidal impulse. He said officers have as much as 54% higher risk of suicide than other workers. Based on mortality data uh, collected by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Um, so to go back to our topic, um, on June 27th, GAG hosted a vigil. Uh, we were at Grand Central Station in the, um, the main terminal, and it was PTSD Awareness Day. And not many people know of that day, uh, so we were bringing awareness to almost the, the day itself. But uh, it became an official uh, remembrance back in uh, 2010. It was a tribute to Staff Sergeant Joe Beal. 
Uh, he served two tours of duty in Iraq and died by suicide after he returned home. Uh, Sergeant Beale's birthday, June 27th, was selected as the official PTSD Awareness Day. Uh, now it's observed uh, every year throughout the United States. Right. And anyone at any age can get PTSD, and it can occur when people have experienced or witnessed a horrifying ordeal that involves physical harm or the threat of physical harm. War veterans, children, the people who have been through a physical or sexual assault, abuse, accident, surviving a shooting, or other serious events can develop PTSD. And tragically, there is a very real connection between PTSD and suicide. Uh, this report that's upcoming is entitled Making Sense of Veteran Suicide, and it contains many critical facts about this complex topic. Suicide among veterans is 22% higher than for people who never served in the military. It's not the obvious reason you'd think. The rates of suicide are just as high among vets who never deployed to a war or saw combat. But it's a really complex thing to study because suicide remains a pretty rare event, and you can't ever ask someone who has actually taken their own life about the reasons. According to the VA's most recent data, that 22% stat is veterans compared to people who have never served. Breaking that number down into male and female veterans highlights a shocking statistic. Male veterans kill themselves at a rate 19% higher than civilian men. Female veterans die by suicide at a rate 150% higher than civilian women. Pretty clearly because veteran women are so much more likely to own and know how to handle firearms than civilian women. It's worth highlighting the high suicide rate among male vets is also connected to gun use, since guns are much more often fatal than pills or other methods. But talking about limiting access to guns gets controversial really quick. Some vets have designed their own safeguard, a sort of designated driver for their guns. When they're feeling low, they call a trusted buddy to take their guns out of the house or give their spouse the key to the gun safe. That prevents a spontaneous, fatal decision in a dark moment. The Department of Veterans Affairs is also taking action. In 2017, they rolled out a futuristic program called ReachVet, which uses predictive analytics to check in on veterans who meet a profile for suicide. The program is making more than 1,000 calls a week. Still, the VA knows that they're not reaching enough veterans. Of the 20 veterans who die by suicide each day, 14 were not getting VA care, which shows that maybe VA care helps, but it needs to be reaching more vets. And I think that number needs to be set again. There's 20 a day um, that's that kill themselves uh, in our country. So um, we now would be asked, well, what can we do about it? What's right. what's the answer? And then also the other thing is the last comment he said is that there's 20 a day and 14 are not getting any help. So that's exactly so this next um, report we've got coming up is actually it contains some valuable advice and recommendations for helping and preventing veteran suicides. Uh, This overview is by Terry Tenlian, and it was part of the testimony that was presented before the House Oversight and Reform Subcommittee on National Security, which just happened in May, May 8th, 2019. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death among adults in the United States. And for veterans, it's, it's a particularly large problem. We know that 20 veterans die each day by suicide. And in the past decade, the total number of deaths among veterans from suicide is more than the total of deaths during the Vietnam War. It's widely acknowledged that we need a public health approach to address the challenge of suicide. We need comprehensive approaches that really identify and address six priorities. One, that we promote the use of self-care skills. Two, that we identify those at risk. Three, that we enhance our crisis intervention and response capabilities. 
Four, that we provide high quality mental health care to those in need. Um, five, that we provide an appropriate response when a suicide does occur. And six, that we restrict access to lethal means, the means by which people choose to die by suicide. To address the problem of suicide among the veteran population, I recommend that we expand and improve the U.S. healthcare system. We need to ensure that we have enough mental health professionals, and we need to ensure that they are delivering evidence-based approaches for mental health problems. Treatment can work if providers deliver the right course. We need to ensure that parity is fully implemented and enforced to ensure that we are providing that workforce with the skills and capabilities that they need to attend to the population's needs. And finally, we need to restrict access to firearms among veterans who are at risk for suicide. 70% of veterans die by a firearm, and we need to ensure that we restrict access to these lethal means among those who are at highest risk. So at this point, I want to just introduce you, Ty, as a uh, person who is an expert in this subject. And uh, you served in the military, and that's why I'm very happy to be hosting with you today, So, especially on this important topic. And again, uh, just listening to the recommendations that the uh, reporter had stated and all the information we've covered and your experience as far as uh, the PTSD Awareness Day vigil we had. Um, right. I, th- I feel like I do kind of bring that other element to um, gag whereas uh, a lot of these stats that come out I try to find a theory of why they're being most of these suicides are done you know at home uh, Mm -hmm. after combat or um, when they're in between um, deployments and uh, that's sort of where the PTSD definition comes from where they're they're reliving these moments and they're going through this so uh, when the stat came up that uh, I think it was out of the 20 uh, a day 14. percentage 14 aren't being seen by the VA. Well, right. I mean, I was in 20 years. Uh, I moved to New York and I had never registered with the VA until last week. Apparently there's a first Avenue. Uh, I made it all the way over to wow. the East side yep. and uh, I went in and th- they are doing great work. And there are people that are like, okay, how much are you paying for your healthcare? How can we help? What do you need? And, and I was like, I just don't know what's available to me. So I thought I'd, I'd register with them. And as soon as that, she's like, do you need to speak to a counselor now? Was there someone you'd like to talk to? So they're completely trained and they're, and, and they're uh, trying their best to look up your records and to do everything for you. But um, not everyone is registered with them. Not everyone is uh, seeking help or they're not able to reach the people because they don't really have the manpower or the ability to get everyone um, looked at as needed. So that's um, that's... Critical. Thank you for sharing that. And I just also mentioned that one other fact I have is that among veteran and armed forces suicide victims are identified as currently having a mental health problem. So 73% have been diagnosed with depression and 14% had post-traumatic stress disorder, 13% had anxiety disorder, 10% bipolar, and et cetera. So there is a... uh, uh, mental health has a lot of Absolutely. issues. And I was that. telling you this before. Um, there used to be this huge stigma. I had a top secret clearance and there was a stigma towards self-identifying yourself mm-hmm. as having any kind of mental uh, or emotional uh, issues. I mean, that obviously has broken down completely. And um, But there's, there's still that I don't want to seem as if something's wrong with me. Uh, if your clearance is taken away because you have uh, now you're vulnerable. Um, so that could have a lot to do with it. It's also compartmentalizing. These two, these wars made us try to 
split real world from war and then they kind of blended into each other and it's very difficult for someone um, to do that emotionally and it does uh, it does affect you and even if you weren't shot someone was next to you or if somebody was blown up next to you or you're missing limbs there's all of these reasons um, but also just in fact that the heightened state of war is now kind of bleeding over into your real life. I think that's the key thing with this disorder is things that are normally everyday stressful are blown out of proportion to you when you live in a heightened state uh, constantly. And so you had mentioned during uh, during our the vigil, and let me take a step back and just explain what happened. During the vigil, we actually had three people who were uh, represent, who were uh, human beings, HBs, and uh, they are just all in white. They take space for a uh, victim of gun violence. And so we had three representatives representatives there and it was so poignant it was so amazing to just watch people in Grand Central who are just running back and forth while they're commuting and then to just see our beautiful HBs to stop and then read the placards and we I saw a population that doesn't really resonate with our human beings Uh, they really took a step towards the human beings and stood there and reflected. And it was just such a powerful experience to observe that. And I'm talking like very rugged people who just kind of... Well, and they, a lot of people said, hey, you know, my, my nephew is in or my... What, a lot of people wanted to tell you how they knew someone um, or certainly someone from, um, you know, a, a grandfather or something or whatever and how it does still resonate with them that, yeah, you know, they had some issues and... Um, but the, you're right, that's supposed to be like the, the joke of one of the busiest places <laughs> in New York. Uh, and yet people would stop and, and, and look and, and want to know. And of course, not many people knew what this that day was. So, um, And you had mentioned during that time, you told me about a sign that you saw when you were getting... Did you want to say <laughs> yes, that? Of or Okay, because this was just amazing, this, what I mean, you this, told me. As, as, so like as a filmmaker and a writer and everything, this is kind of... You learn about archetypes and different kinds of uh, personalities and, and how to utilize them. And I never really bring up my military stuff when I was making films too much, other than I'm organized. But uh, I said, um, you know, there used to be this sign. Um, have you heard this name, General Mattis? Is that, is that, does that um, ring a bell? A little. He's kind of mad, <laughs> mad dog kind of person. So Ugh. there was a time, I mean, and obviously people have to go through whatever they have to go through to deploy, uh, to go into combat. And I've seen a lot of different ways to prepare yourself. Uh, and also, you know, the, um, afterwards how to... Um, kind of get yourself back into the population. But on the way, in a tent, I think I was going to Afghanistan at the time, one of General Mattis's quotes was, oh, I don't have it written down. It's not, it's not exactly like this, but it's like, be professional and polite to everyone you meet, but be prepared to kill everyone. So I think I reversed it, but it's basically just stay professional, be polite. We're America. Hi, nice to meet you. But I'm also planning on killing you just in case. Uh, and that's not something the human mind at least a large percent of humans can do. Uh, and, and I think that has a lot to do with what um, went wrong with organizing these, the last two uh, main operations was, hey, you can have your life and then just go to war and then go back to your life and then everything will be fine. And then that brings in the whole heightened uh, right. sense of uh, awareness that you were talking right. about. Right, it's like after 9-11, we're in, we're in orange, now we're in red, we're yes. in orange, and then you kind of like don't care anymore. Yeah, you become desensitized. Right, yeah. and, but when something is stressful, like your bills or your relationship, or, you know, you have a problem with your child or something that, and that's overwhelming to you. Um, a lot of people wanted to go back into battle instead. And, and unfortunately that brings back memories as well. So, uh, but yeah, that's just one of my favorite, least favorite 
things mm-hmm. anyone's ever said. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this. And uh, also, I just want to uh, share the following information with anybody who is interested in learning more about emotional support for yourself or for anyone you know. On uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, it's 800 273 8255 and the website is suicidepreventionlifeline.org so uh, we encourage you to ask for help and um, and any military line you call now any anything will automatically give you these numbers is also they're, they're very very at first if you're having a crisis if there's a problem they give you that line before they even give you options to press mm-hmm. anything else so I, I will give them uh, props for trying to do something uh, in their power to fix this very good thank you so much Ty uh, so now we're going to get into the how you can get involved with us, with GAG. So many ways. <laughs> and they're all fun. Uh, if you're in New York, we meet every other Thursday at 7 p.m. in Manhattan at the LGBT Center on 13th Street. Our next meeting is actually this Thursday, July 18th. So everybody is welcome. We look forward to seeing you and meeting you, and we'll save you a seat. You can sit right next to me. I'm a lot of fun. <laughs> and, and you'll be closer in the photo in the Mary yeah. Ellen selfie. Uh, you can, as I always jump ahead of everybody. Uh, also get involved on social media. So on Twitter, for reasons we won't get into, we're gag no guns. We're not gays against guns. But on Twitter, we're gag no guns. Instagram and Facebook, we are Gays Against Guns New York. So like us, share us. You'll find out all the things that we're doing there uh, and uh, repost and help us get the word out. Also, um, you can also go to our webpage, which is gaysagainstguns.net. There's a donation page there. There's Mm. pictures. There's um, a lot of things that we're uh, doing coming up. Uh, And we want you to start a chapter. Uh, If you are in the area uh, in New York, of course, you can come to see us. Uh, If you're in L.A., D.C., Chicago, P-Town... Uh, there's one in Ohio. Why don't we ever put that in there? Um, and you can create your own chapter. We'll give you a fun little packet, and uh, maybe you'll get an ambassador to come help you. Um, but another great way to help is also to, uh, and another reminder <laughs> is to get, a, <laughs> sorry, is a great way to get involved is by becoming, again, WBAI buddy. Please visit WBAI.org or call 516 516- Six two zero three six zero two and help Radio Gag support the great work of this station. We're also having a fundraiser on July twenty fifth at the Slipper Room. You can go to the slipperroom.com uh, to look out for all the information or on Facebook. We have a, a Twitter campaign going on and a I know Instagram campaign. I'm over forty all of a sudden, aren't I? <laughs> and anyway, Gag Aid. It's a retro uh, themed uh, fundraiser. Uh, we're looking from the past to go to the future because right now sucks. <laughs> so um, help us um, uh, with that. Find out all the information, like I said, on our Facebook page, and uh, go to the Slipper Room on Thursday night, July 25th. Okay, great. And uh, so now we're just going to move along to our hell yes. Uh, so you have... All right. This has... A, I've been listening every week and nobody said this yet. Okay. So my religious spiritual bumper sticker is WWMD. What would Madonna do? <laughs> Turns out, give money to gun violence prevention groups, including GAG. So a big hell yeah to Madonna. Hell, hell yeah! yeah. Uh, now I want to talk about New Zealand because I am a big fan of New Zealand and all the reforms that they have been doing recently. So they just started a uh, buyback program. They had their first one. It's a very big uh, success. After 169 individuals handed in 224 prohibited firearms in the city of Christchurch. And uh, they considered this, the firearm uh, owners have considered this to be uh, an opportunity.
opportunity for them to get really engaged in the process and the uh, police have received very positive uh, feedback so hell, hell yeah. yeah I'll give one out to Mary Ellen who <laughs> wrote this entire show and spent the night in jail because uh, it's cheaper than an apartment that's as, we not were, true. as we that's were talking not, about well maybe it is okay well thank you Ty so, thank you hold on. hell yeah hell yeah all right thank you now let me explain because that's actually <laughs> Because that's actually my um, hell yeah right now is that I have a special hell yeah for an organization that GAG often works with for over the past few years. Uh, Last night's members of Rise and Resist shut down traffic at 5th Avenue and 42nd Street. 48 people, um, you know one of them, Ty, were arrested as they called attention to the need for the public to wake up and take action to help end the terror affecting all immigrants. A representative stated, the president will certainly continue to incite fear and make threats. The people will continue to resist so hell Hell yeah yeah. (laughs) thank you all right thanks for listening we'll be back next week tuesday july 23rd uh, a couple days before our fundraiser (laughs) at 6 30 um you can listen to previous radio gag shows anytime online at wbai.org and gazeagainstguns.net and now your favorite streaming apps like spotify stitcher itunes that's where i listen and now we're going to leave you with a song from our sister singing queertet sing out louise yay bye everyone see you next week So pitiful the NRA, a cult of guns and greed, and Congress only blocks the way and watches while we bleed. America, America, 100 die each day in suicide and homicide and all we do is pray so pitiful the kkk still marching in their sheets while michael brown and freddie gray get murdered in the streets america America, you just can't get it right. Why can't we see equality for black and brown and white? So pitiful, the toxic Trump. You lie with every word. You Russian whore, you stupid chump. Your cabinet is absurd. America, America, it's just a TV show.